What I want us to focus on as we look at Ephesians 5, 22 to 32 is just one basic question. What is the mystery and the meaning of marriage that flows from that mystery? So let me read this, and then we'll ask God's help and see if we can answer that question. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their own husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So that's a quote from Genesis 2.24. This, this understanding of Marriage as a man leaving mother and father and holding holding fast, not as a, a temporary thing, but a, a lifelong commitment, holding fast, not grasping and then letting go ten years later or grasping and letting her drop when things don't go well. And the two becoming one flesh. That is a mystery. And it is great, it is, it is profound. And then he says what he means. I am saying that it, this understanding of marriage, refers to Christ and the church. So, Father, as we try to understand this mystery and the meaning of this absolutely crucial institution in, in the world, in every culture, no future without it, grant us your help. Open our eyes to see what's really here and bring Christian marriages into conformity with your mystery and meaning. Pray through Christ. Amen. Let's go back and just read this in its original context so that we can be sure that we're not missing something. So here's Genesis 2, 21 to 24, as 
Moses describes the creation of woman. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh, and the rib that the Lord had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. And then here comes that quote that Paul quotes. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Therefore, because unlike all the, all the animals that had gone before, where God was showing man that they would never do, Unlike all those animals looked at for a helpmeet, this woman is bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. She was taken out of his side. She is of the same essence as he is. They are both human in the image of God, as we can see back in one twenty-seven and 28. Therefore, a man with this new partner now, will leave his father and his mother and they will have a lifelong covenant, commitment, and they shall become profoundly one flesh. Now, when Paul read that, he said, that's a mystery. That's a mystery. And what did he mean? This mystery is profound. And I am saying, so here's his interpretation, that it refers to Christ in the church. Now, what does that mean? There, there was no incarnate Christ, and there was no redeemed church. And yet, here he is building his entire understanding of marriage on the analogy of Christ in the church. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Husband is head as Christ is head. As the church submits to Christ, so the wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself, husbands love your wives. No one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes as Christ the church. Clearly, Paul is building his entire understanding of the meaning of marriage around this interpretation of this mystery I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. And what's amazing about that is back here in chapter 2 of Genesis, there hadn't yet been any church and Christ hadn't come. So <laughs> what, what does that mean? Look at 2 Timothy 1.9. God saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us, us, the church, in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So God knew that he had a people and was going to get for himself a people by grace in Christ Jesus. Same thing in Ephesians chapter 1. God chose us, the church, in Christ, 
before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. So twice he says here and once here in Second Timothy that this plan right here to have marriage mean Christ in the church is based on what God already saw in his own electing and predestining purposes for the church. This is absolutely astonishing. What it means is when we, when Paul says this mystery is profound, I'm saying it refers to Christ and the church. He is saying when Christ came into the world and died for his bride to bring her to himself and to cleanse her and to make her his people, he didn't then look around, now, how shall I explain this? Oh, there's marriage. That'll be a good analogy. Let's use marriage. It's just the opposite. Marriage wasn't used to clarify the coming of Jesus. The coming of Jesus in the mind of God was used at the very beginning of creation to give meaning to marriage. That was the meaning of marriage from the very beginning. So here's my summary of what we've seen and the implications for the meaning of marriage. God modeled marriage on the covenant love between Christ and the church at the beginning not the other way around. Second, therefore, marriage has always been a witness or a drama or a parable of the covenant love between Christ and the church. Therefore, the roles of husband and wife derive from the roles God designed for Christ and the church. Therefore, confusing or minimizing these roles obscures the meaning of marriage as a drama of the covenant love between Christ and the church. Therefore, conclusion, therefore, let every husband seek to love and lead and nourish and protect his, his uh, wife like Christ does, and let every wife love her husband, and honor his Christ-like role, joining hands in Christ-exalting mission as God meant for the church to do. This is the meaning of marriage rooted in this amazing mystery that flows from the very beginning of the creation of marriage modeled on the covenant love between Christ and the church.